At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is our number two, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abemfe alongside Wes Reynolds here talking all things college basketball. It is Elite Eight Saturday. We get Houston Villanova coming up later this afternoon. Then the nightcap, Duke, Arkansas. But we're going to put that to the table right now. Let's put that to the side because we got the WGC match play going on at the Austin Country Club in Texas. And Wes, you've been all over this. And it's an interesting setup because it's a match play. It's not the mm-hmm. normal kind of golf tournament. This one is more head-to-head with a March Madness golf version of it. But what's kind of jumped out to you so far here is we're through the quarterfinals now in the WGC. Yeah, and the way that this is structured, it's the top 64 in the OWGR official world golf rankings. And what they do is they have they had groups on Wednesday through Friday. They had groups of four players. They have seeds 1 through 16, 17 to 32, 33 to 48, and 49 to 64, kind of an A, B, C, and D player in each group. And then the winner of the group advances now into the golf version of March Madness. Now we're in the Sweet 16 starting here this morning, and we've already had some results, uh, a couple ones that have advanced. Uh, Scotty Scheffler does get his revenge on Billy Horschel. Mm -hmm. Remember, Billy Horschel beat him in the final last year in this match play. So Scotty Scheffler ousts Billy Horschel. He will advance to the next round, five overall seed, and he's going to get kind of a, you know, essentially what would be like a, a 13 or 14 seed here <laughs> in the round of a, maybe he's the St. Peter's and that would be Seamus power yes. who was all over Terrell Hatton today, four and three, he advances. So that matchup is set. Another matchup that is set about Abraham answer seven and six, a domination of Colin Morikawa, who is the number two overall seed advanced to the round of 16. So answer is going to get Corey Connors who wins five and three over Takumi Kanaya. Dustin Johnson has also advanced uh, the dream of Richard Bland, who maybe was kind of like the St. Peter's here, <laughs> uh, if you will, of the Sweet 16 in the Dell and the WGC Dell match play. 
He was 53rd in the world. And by the way, we do have the Masters coming up uh, two weeks from now. We'll be talking Masters mm -hmm. on Saturday, a moving day down there at Augusta. Can't wait and for that. you have to be, if you're not already qualified, you have to be in the top 50 of the OWGR to be able to get in. Richard Bland going into this morning was 53rd. He needed to beat Dustin Johnson to get in the Masters. He does not. He had a good start. DJ took over kind of as they made the turn. DJ three and two. So he goes ahead and advances uh, on here in the bracket. We still have three matches ongoing. Uh, John Rahm and Brooks oh! Kepka. Was that, a, I believe, a, was that a... That, that was to be, yeah. that was to advance past Kepka. Yeah. So now so, they'll just have to tap in to par and they'll... Uh... Yeah. T through 17. And by the way, you cannot have a match. You can have the match, which is a tie in the group play, but obviously not here. So they're going to go extra holes. This big yeah. boy match, uh, John Rahm and Brooks Kepka. I'm the sure edge on that one. At some point, we're going to see that on Sunday singles in the Ryder Cup. I got to think over yeah. the next few Ryder Cups. So that match not decided as of yet. So they'll go extra holes. Kevin Kisner and Adam Scott, by the way, they are tied uh, going to the 18th hole as well. Kevin Kisner, you might remember, won this three years ago. Great match play player, and he has never made the Ryder Cup team. And I was looking at for the Ryder Cup for next year. It's over in Italy at Marco Simone Golf Club. Under 7,000 yards. That's the perfect course for Kevin Kisner. He's got to make that Ryder Cup team next year. So he is tied with Scotty going to 18. Will Zalatoris tied through 15 uh, with Kevin Na. So that match is ongoing. So you still got three spots to get in the quarterfinals, which, by the way, are played later this afternoon. Probably by the end of the show, we'll be able to get you prices mm -hmm. once those uh, pairings are set. So they got to go 36 holes a day. And then after the, the Elite Eight, if you will, you have the semifinal matches, the final four in the morning, and then you have the championship and the consolation third place match in the afternoon. So uh, we'll get those uh, prices up for you when we can and uh, let you know who's going to be facing who in the bracket. Uh, and speaking of brackets, we said you said Elite Eight Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's still Sweet 16 Saturday in the women's tournament. And uh, Notre Dame, after NC State cut it to two, now 59 to 51. This is a five against a one. All the one seeds, all the one seeds except for Kansas are gone in the men's tournament. All the one seeds remain in the women's tournament. So uh, Niall Ivey uh, trying to avenge her boys' loss last night uh, with Purdue and doing a good job trying to knock out Westmore and NC State in the Sweet 16. Notre Dame, you could actually actually bet this live at BetMGM if you want. Minus four and a half, minus $1.20 for the Irish, 133 and a half on the total. Winner's going to get the winner of Indiana-UConn. That's the second game up in Bridgeport, Connecticut that'll tip off about an hour from now. Nice little steal and transition bucket there for the Wolfpack to cut it to six with under six minutes to play. Uh, but before, to kind of set the table for these Elite Eight games and the Elite Eight that we have going on today and tomorrow, two games both days, we wanted to play a little fade, follow, or forget here, Wes, and some of the elite eight trends that folks should keep in mind before making some bets later on today and tomorrow afternoon. And the first trend I want to throw at you here, Wes, is a totals trend because the over in the elite eight games is 85, 57, and two. That's nearly 60% since 2001. In games with lower totals of 143 or fewer, it has been 59 overs, 26 unders, 69%. So will you fade or follow this trend to the over in elite eight games? I mean, obviously we'll go on a game by game mm -hmm. basis, but I'm kind of leaning more toward following it because what we saw in the sweet 16, seven and one to the under, by the way, I think Duke, Texas, Tech was the only Sweet 16 game that went over, and all eight of them went under in the first half. So, you know, bettors are going to bet what's been good to them. They're not going to all of a sudden flip the script. They're going to bet what they saw last, and they saw unders. And we've already seen the early game, which is going to be the South Regional Final. That's going to tip off about 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, Houston, Villanova. That has already moved to the under. And we've already seen Miami and Kansas. That has moved to the under. Arkansas, Duke, pretty much where it was when it opened. St. Peter's has moved a little bit to the over, and that's the one total I bet for tomorrow. I did bet over 136.5. So I do kind of lean a little bit to the over because I think what we often see, because logic tells us, Femi, you know, just the basic logic that, okay, this is the pressure now. Yep. Now you're going to get it slowed down here and, and, and all of that stuff. And, and, and that's right logic. I mean, that's right to think that because it would go with conventional wisdom in terms of the fact, okay, this is going to be, you know, tight possessions. They're going to milk clock and whatnot. And every game is going to have a different flow. However, 
this is also one and down. You're going to get fouls here. I mean, you're going to foul to the bitter end here, and that could easily push one over. So to see these overs here, I don't think is all that surprising, even though, you know, conventional wisdom would tell you under, under, under. But especially with recency bias, with going seven and one over the last two days, there could be a little bit of value in the over. Now, that Houston Villanova game I talked about, that's going to be pace, and you got to think that 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 is going to be like a Haas fight, you know, to rock like 30 fight, possessions in that bowling game. shoe <laughs> ugly. I mean, and especially with uh, Colin Gillespie, who says he's fine. Jay Wright says he's fine, but you could see he was hobbling around at the end of that Michigan game on that knee, and. Yeah, this just seemed this just seems to be an old school type of game. I don't know if I'd want to bet the over. I probably will if it keeps dropping. I may have to take a shot at it or maybe wait for an end game because I don't have a play on this game yet because I want to really, you know, see where Gillespie is and in Houston's getting the money so far. But in terms of going back to this trend really quickly, yeah, I would say I would say I would lean with overs in most of these games. I could see three or four easily going over. Now I'm fascinated because it almost thinks like feels like that it might be the teams adjusting to the sight lines because we oftentimes forget that yeah. first weekend you Very play in one point. arena, second weekend you play in a different arena. Now that Thursday, Friday, Sweet 16, you might not mm -hmm. be adjusted, but once you get to the Elite Eight, now you're kind of adjusted right. to the environment there. Maybe that plays a factor and, to why these games go over. And I wonder too, you know, obviously the first game, the Sweet 16 games on Thursday and Friday were kind of the adjustment where maybe they're now adjusted for Saturday, Sunday, mm -hmm. but also you look at these regional finals, none of them are in stadiums. Yep. They're all in arena is in San Antonio, San Francisco, Chicago, and Philadelphia. So these are more conventional sight lines than when you're in like Lucas Oil Stadium yeah. in Indianapolis <laughs> or you're That's in uh, Jerry World. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad, by the way, that they've taken that away. Yeah. I understand why you have those stadiums for the Final Four because you want to make a lot of money and sell a bunch of tickets, but I'm glad they went away from having, like, those big stadiums for where it's really weird. Yeah. yeah, for regionals and first and second rounds. So these are in arenas. So you, that's a good point by you. You are getting more conventional sight lines. The next trend here that we can get to is that the Elite Eight favorites, Wes, are just 38 and 34 straight up, and get this, 26, 44, and 2 against the spread. That's 37% since 2003, making this a round for the underdog. Will the dogs be barking today and tomorrow, Wes? Are you fading or following? It's it's going to be maybe, uh, you know, kind of in the middle here. I don't know if I have an in-the-middle option with the fade or follow, but I think – that trend is also logical because you got to understand more often than not, you're going to have number ones and number two seeds all throughout the elite eight. It's not going to be as chaotic in terms of having a St. Peter's a 15 seed or a Miami as a 10 seed here. So more often than not, those dogs are going to be a little bit shorter seeds than mm -hmm. those guys are. So you get the favorites, you know, these one seeds and these chalky teams, the usual suspects, the Gonzaga's, the Kansas's, the Kentucky's, the Dukes, the Blue Bloods and all that stuff. And they're already priced to the moon anyway, so you're never getting a bargain on these teams. And then you get a lot of casual bettors that have not been betting college basketball since November and December yep. that just get involved in March, and they're going to be like, oh, I know that team, so we're going to bet that team as a favorite. <laughs> so you're already playing a premium in the line, but bettors, if they're still willing to bet it, they'll let you bet it at a bad number. So that's why I think you've seen the underdogs do so well. Yeah, I don't think you can blindly back any sort of trend that you see in a high-liquidity market like the yeah. Elite Eight in it's March so more efficient now it's too than it was efficient. back then yes yeah it's a lot more efficient but with that said i'm on two dogs tomorrow so what do you know on the other side our last trend with the elite eight here and plus take a look at houston villanova this is baa at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebfe alongside Wes Reynolds here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. As always, make sure to tweet at the show your questions, your suggestions, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds. One is where you can find Wes. At Femi Bebfe is where you can find me. Uh, last trend, Wes, in the Elite Eight for our game of fade or follow. Underdogs of three and a half points or less in the Elite mm-hmm. Eight round. This is over the last 22 years, 25 and 16 straight up, 27, 13 and one against the spread. That's 67%. Now, no team last year qualified for this angle, but we have a couple qualifying for this angle this year in the games tonight in Nova and Arkansas. Will you fade follow in this match? Well, I have faded in terms of the Duke Arkansas because I laid money line with Duke, but 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 it's pretty much now four. Yeah. Hey, Duke can win market. by three, and then the trend yeah, lives e- on. E- exactly, and then I <laughs> at least cash that money line ticket, exactly. even though that's going to be a sweat that I would prefer not to have. But <laughs> nevertheless, it does apply to Houston and Villanova, and I know we're mm. going to get a lot into this segment breaking down that game. It almost you look at this and it's like now you're seeing a couple threes pop up in some places. And part of that is the Gillespie potential injury for Villanova. But Mm. I've gone back and forth and I have not played this game, Femi, because it's like two teams I want to bet on. And they're playing against (laughs) each other because it's like you're giving me Jay Wright in points, who, by the way, is 34 and 13 in the NCAA tournament at Villanova, 34 and 15 all overall went 0 and 2 in his couple years at Hofstra. But. Jay Wright, to me, when you talk about best coach in college basketball, and I'm not just talking, you know, who's the best X's and O's guy, who's the best recruiter, because I'm taking, you know, commingling kind of all the factors. Jay Wright, to me, is number one in college basketball, and and I really believe that. I think his program culture is outstanding. He recruits to his system. You know, that don't get me wrong. He, he, it's not like he doesn't get talent, but it's not like he loads up with five stars yeah. every single year, but he gets solid four-star guys who play to his system. He likes to play four out, one in. He was really kind of, I would call him at least a little bit of a visionary in that regard because he was one of the first guys, I think, to really do that because you kind of see, and we I bring that a little bit back to the Big Ten that we talked about at the top of the show. It's like the Big Ten is playing a basketball game that was so 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, with everything through the post. And it's like, you don't play that way. You don't win with big guys in the NCAA tournament anymore. This is not the mid-1980s when you had Patrick Ewing and Akeem Olajuwon yeah. and then into the early 90s with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, you win, Christian Leitner yeah, and all those guys. Yeah. You win NCAA tournament games with guards. 
And I think Jay Wright figured that out. You know, four guards, one undersized post guy, six eight, six nine, or three guards, and maybe a little bit of a bigger wing at six foot six. And he has played the same way, and he's done it well. And I'm so tempted. It's like you're giving me Jay Wright in points. I gotta take it, but. Dang, I don't want to go against Houston right now. There's a reason Jay Wright's getting points. Yes, I don't want to go against Houston. And uh, I was on the under for the game. I, I didn't have a side, but Houston against Arizona, I mean, they were they were terrific against them. Arizona got held to 62 possessions. That was the slowest game by far they had all season. We know Arizona in terms of tempo. You know, you look at all that Ken Palm or Bartorovic or Haslam metrics, whatever measures all this stuff. And Arizona tops an adjusted tempo, you know, top five in the country. And Houston just absolutely, you know, put them to a screeching halt. I think Arizona had nine transition attempts. And three of them were late in the game when Houston, you know, late turnover, Arizona's pressing. And that's what you do when you're down late in this game. Houston turned it over once or twice. But they doubled, Houston doubled the post. Uh, they were good helping off the dribble. And Arizona, they made them shoot, you know, jumpers. And Arizona wasn't shooting jumpers very well. Kirk Chrysler, we know, is still battling that ankle injury. Shot poorly again, just like he did against. I think TCU. he just bricked another three. Yeah, exactly. He he couldn't he couldn't throw a pee in the Pacific Ocean, really. But that's going to be a little harder to do though against Villanova because Villanova they can make shots, mm -hmm. and Villanova is one of those teams they are not going to speed it up. They'll take the full shot clock. They don't want a good shot. They can get a good shot. They want to get a great shot. And, you know, in terms of average possession length, I think they're the seventh longest in the country where you're getting about 20 seconds almost on average. They'll run through every pick and roll progression. They want to find a matchup. But Houston is really good at defending the pick and roll. <laughs> yeah. One of the best in the country, 0.69 points per possession in total pick and roll defense. So, you know, you look, Houston can take away a lot of what Villanova does well, but I think perhaps Villanova can take away a lot of what Houston does well. Uh, you know, this is going to be predicated. Colin Gillespie, you know, has to be closer to 100% than not. The visuals, I mean, you saw him hobbling around at the end against Michigan. That did kind of concern you. Now, he's a tough kid, and he's going he's gonna to get it out, but he wasn't available in the postgame interview, which, you know, is a little bit concerning. Uh, mm -hmm. Houston shut down Arizona's perimeter, so, you know, you got to have some worries, I think, if you're Villanova, because one team that I think was successful, even though they didn't win games, but they gave Gillespie problems, was St. John's. And St. John's, uh, you know, has long dudes, you know, that can kind of get into him, be a little bit physical. Kind of like Houston. Houston yeah. is the master at, at doing that. So, you know, they're not going to be able to, like, back down in the backcourt or get any post-isolation type matchups against this big Houston team. Houston just swarms. I mean, they're just – Kelvin Sampson's teams have always been good defensively. I don't mm -hmm. care wherever wherever he's been, and including at Houston. And he's got a lot of athletes. I saw them up close and personal at the Maui Invitational that was played this year in the Mandalay Bay due to COVID. And I saw this team in a couple games, and this is without Tremont Mark and Marcus Sasser now. And they had those guys back then, and that's when I was like, okay, this can be a Final Four team. They can absolutely get back. And then they lose those two guys, and it's like, well, they drop down in class, and they play that American Athletic Conference competition. So you're like, yeah, they're not really that good. This is one of those teams, though, that the metrics guys got right, because I heard all after Thursday – where, oh, Gonzaga was overrated, you know, by the metrics guys. Well, it's like, it's like look what number two was. It was Houston. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> if they were overrated by the metrics guys, Gonzaga, then Houston was underrated because yeah. I feel like the metrics guys, like the Ken Palms and the Bartorvics and all those guys, Eric Haslam, loved this Houston team, but I didn't feel like the betting market did. Because I think they kind of looked at it like, yeah, they played, you know, a weaker conference and down competition. Mm -hmm. So how good are they really when they get to like some SEC teams and some big boys? So uh, uh, nothing that I have done yet. Uh, by the way, let me interrupt myself really quick. NC State, the Wolfpack, don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. They are wow. all the way back. A steal and a layup. 14.8 seconds left to go. 64 to 63. 15 seconds left. Notre Dame will have the ball for the last shot to advance to the Elite Eight. Uh, I, I want to get back to this Houston because Houston, they're laying two and a half over at BetMGM, total 127 and a half. And you mentioned how the metrics, they've loved them, but the betting market really hasn't. It almost felt like the betting market finally gave them respect yeah. leading up to the Arizona game yeah. because all the talk leading into the tournament was Gonzaga, Arizona, Gonzaga, Arizona. I think people might have even liked Arizona a little bit more than Gonzaga, but then you saw that line open and it was 
Arizona one and a half. And it was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what's going on here? And that might have been the indication of like, okay, now's the time to give Houston this respect yeah. after they dominated Illinois in the second round. And then Houston affirmed that respect. They dominated Arizona winning that game by double digits. And it almost, it felt like a 20 point victory, not a 12 point victory. Like it was Mm -hmm. now they're taking on Villanova. And this is a Villanova team that in my opinion, I've been a little low on them. I mean, I bet Michigan money line in the sweet 16. I thought the size of the Wolverines could give Villanova issues. And there was times where it did Dickinson just didn't have his best game and they missed a lot of free throws. Other things that Michigan just wasn't able to do in terms of execution now that Villanova is taking on this other team in Houston where it's like Houston likes to play slow. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you're not going to slow down Houston because Houston's already slow to begin with. Looking at both of these teams over on Kempom, Houston's 338th in adjusted tempo. Villanova's 345th. Yeah. So Houston's right at home against the so Villanova team. So that's why you see this total so low it's and so still getting low. bet to the under. Uh, one thing about Houston, it's one thing they do well, but Villanova could be a team that makes it work against them. Houston, in terms of the pick and roll, like at the point of Mm -hmm. attack, yeah, they like to trap. They like to put two on the ball screen. However, what Villanova does in terms of the pick and roll offense, they they reverse it. They can flip the ball really quickly. Houston, I don't think, is going to play a lot of zone. Kelvin Sampson pretty much is a man coach, even though he went zone against Memphis, just because Memphis really could match up with them athletically. But... What Villanova does, they can get the ball quickly and they can find an open shooter. So uh, they will attack the weak side if Houston is a little bit over aggressive at that. And that's one of the things that's a concern. Villanova can absolutely make Houston pay for their over aggressiveness defensively at the point of attack. And that's why, man, I didn't know what to do with the side because it's like I like both sides and they're playing each other here. So I understand, though, why Houston is a favorite. Part of that is Gillespie and part of that is because, look, They've probably played a little bit better in this tournament. You saw Villanova, even though they won and covered against Ohio State, this team only plays essentially six guys. So you say, okay, they might be wearing down a little bit. And then most teams shorten their rotation in the NCAA tournament. But Houston plays eight guys, pretty much equal disbursement of minutes. They might be the deepest team in terms of just manpower and personnel left in the NCAA tournament. Houston is top 10 in adjusted efficiency over at Ken Palm, both offense and defense. I bet Houston money line minus 130. The one thing that does concern me a little bit with the Cougars is that they tend to foul a lot. Yes. And now Villanova is the best free throw shooting team in the history in the of college, in the basketball, history of college basketball. 82.6% yes. as a team. So if they get into the double bonus, that could be advantage Wildcats in this game. It's going to be a fun one, though. T- t- tipping off, I should say, over at 309 here in the South region. On the other side, we'll continue college basketball talk. Talk a little NBA. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer like this show, baby. That's why it's finger looking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Welcome back. We're at the halfway point of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds talking all things college hoops, a little WGC match play. But the NFL West in the sports calendar is the elephant in the room. It is what hovers around us. So we'll talk a little NFL right now. And Friday, we saw the official announcement of Deshaun Watson as a Cleveland Browns quarterback. For those who have not seen that press conference, uh, take a look at it if you want to. If you want to feel a little uncomfortable, uh, that's a press conference to watch but Watson introduced as Browns quarterback he will be the Cleveland Browns new quarterback this year uh, barring a suspension which that is up to the NFL we'll see what happens in that regard later on this offseason but right now Cleveland plus 160 to win the division before we break down the odds Watson answered a lot of questions a lot to do with the allegations that he was facing there the civil suits with the 22 women that have uh, alleged that he sexually assaulted them with the massages and everything there but Watson gets an unprecedented contract after that trade from Houston to Cleveland five years 230 million guaranteed and here's what Watson had to say about that contract and if that had any influence in directing him to the Cleveland Cleveland Browns as his team that he will play for in 2022. Um, Ashley had nothing to do with the contract. I didn't know about the contract until I told my agent that I wanted to come and be a Cleveland Brown. That was secondary. That was after the fact that we spoke on the phone with AB and Kevin and, and the Haslam family. So that had nothing to do with me choosing the Cleveland Browns. I mean, typically, Wes, when you uh, 
choose which job you want to take. Mm-hmm. Money has nothing to do with any yeah. of it. No, not not <laughs> at all. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. He just wanted to come to Cleveland. I would have come on a one-year deal, sure. But... Exactly. I was looking for a vet minimum deal, but they said, hey, here's $230 million. Yeah, so uh, look uh, – uh, a lot of not a lot of uh, truth telling there. I think uh-huh. I think it, in this press conference. But look, uh, Cleveland decided to make a move and move on from Baker. And obviously, Watson was very coveted. There were a lot mm-hmm. of teams that we were hearing speculating about maybe acquiring him. Atlanta, their open pursuit obviously cost Matt Ryan to say, eh, maybe I want to go here to Indianapolis. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they want me here. So their open pursuit. We know the Saints took a peek. I think Carolina took a peek. There were a lot of teams around the league that took a peek so you know the markets and these future markets so early even before the nfl draft happens are going to react on news so the cleveland browns do become the favorite i uh, this is a this is a really tough division uh i mean we've uh, i think the afc west though has kind of taken over it's like yeah. oh man you could have as many as four playoff teams you're obviously not getting four playoff teams it's out very of the division, difficult but <laughs> that a that afc west i mean that looks like you know the shootout in the old wild wild west of like the 1980s but the North still a very competitive division, and you look down there. Now, just on the price alone, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers at nine to one is ridiculous. I think they should be a little bit shorter than that. I know it's Mitchell Trubisky, and you know Burrow led the Bengals to the Super Bowl. You got to give them respect. You got to see if uh, Lamar and the Ravens are going to rebound, and especially that defense, new defensive coordinator there in Baltimore. And I think the defense really was the disappointing thing on that team last year, but. The Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, we talk about them. They still have a championship-level defense. Yeah. And what we saw with that offense last year, look, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, was kind of a, I hate to say it like this, a walking corpse out there. I mean, he couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. <laughs> He'd still crank one or two throws down the field. But if you saw all of all of his throws, I mean, it was a lot of short throws, really not, you know, seeing the field as well. And I think the offensive line had a little bit of issues. And Well, I think the Tomlin and that staff has almost come out and said that we want a more mobile quarterback. And yeah. it's almost like Big Ben was holding them back from doing certain things. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think Mitchell Trubisky uh, can provide them that. Uh, Probably all of us maybe got swayed by the Chicago media that were so down on Mitch Trubisky. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, my God, they traded up to get him. He's the worst guy ever. You know, he should be in, like, the CFL or the Arena League or something. But I just think it was him and Matt Nagy just didn't match. And period. Yeah. I, I I just think that that's what it was. And, you know, you could blame one or the other or probably even both. But Mitch Trubisky, and he didn't get a lot of action, obviously, in the regular season when you're behind Josh Allen. But with, in preseason, we kind of saw that he can still do some things, you know, and he can get out of the pocket. And I think that year with Brian Dable was very good for Mitch Trubisky. This guy can still be a starter in this league. So I don't look at it as, oh, this is a retread. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a guy getting a chance. Obviously, he's not the big name when you see, you know, Russell Wilson moving <laughs> teams and you see some of these other quarterbacks like that were Ryan, available. MVP quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then you're looking at it like, Oh, gosh, it's Mitch Trubisky. Like, we settled for that. But maybe that's the type of quarterback they need that can, you know, make some plays in, in the, you know, with his legs and get outside the pocket and let the defense win you games. This is, this is a terrific defense. They've added also Miles Jack in free agency. You still have Minka Fitzpatrick that there, back there anchoring the secondary. You've got a very good defensive line that can get to the quarterback, and we saw that last year. Uh, T.J. Watt leading the league in sacks and uh, being the DPOY, but... Uh, yeah, I, I just I think the Steelers at nine to one that is way too long. I'm not saying they shouldn't be the fourth choice, but they should it's maybe a, be like five or six. Price. They should be like five or six to one, in my opinion. Well, well, I mean, the Steelers have never been below 500 under Mike Tomlin there. So if you're going to get somebody at nine to one there, where they're going to be in the mix in what's perceived to be one of the tougher divisions mm-hmm. in football, I think nine to one is more than a fair look there. And one thing about the AFC North, just scheduling wise, now we don't have the exact order of the schedule. We'll get mm-hmm. that here in about a month or two, but. The AFC North is getting the NFC South in the interconference games, which might be the weakest division in yeah. football. Outside of Tampa, uh, yeah. it's, it's looking like lunch meat look, out New there. Orleans with a new coach uh, still trying to figure things out. Atlanta, obviously, they are they are way at the bottom. Yeah. Carolina, not exactly giving a big vote of confidence to Sam Darnold. It's like, eh, he's who we have. 
So he's going to be our quarterback, and that's it. Might it. be but the same for the head coach there, yeah, too. Yeah, Matt Rule <laughs> is also very much on the hot seat. So you got to think the AFC North is probably going to beat up on the NFC South. And then that AFC East, uh, Buffalo's kind of taken the number one. How far have the Patriots dropped? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets clearly aren't going to get any better anytime soon, at least if you believe Tyree Kill, what he said at the media, <laughs> where he's like, Jets? Are you kidding me? What the hell are you talking about? Which is adding to the rivalry of this Dolphins-Jets yes. uh, action here. So we'll see what unfolds there. I want to spin it back here to Cleveland because at BetMGM, the Browns plus 160. We saw the graphic up earlier there. Ravens plus 210. Bengals, the defending AFC champs, plus 240. You said that you like the Steelers at 9-1. to one. Is, is Cleveland justified to be the favorite in this division? I, I think so. I mean, it's just the way the market works in terms of mm-hmm. recency bias is placed in the market. And obviously Cleveland did make some moves. They have a very good coach and a very good offensive mind and Kevin yeah. Stefanski. It's a talented roster. Yeah, too. they get Amari Cooper in there. Uh, Don't uh, remind me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, sore <laughs> subject. I forgot. Uh, G- uh, Peoples Jones, uh, Grant. Those are going to be the uh, receivers. You know that Cleveland can run the ball, mm-hmm. and you, when you have when you give Watson that kind of running game that he can rely on a little bit more. Because let's be honest, this guy didn't play for a year. There's probably going to be a little bit of rust. I'm sure he's not going to get a lot of reps in the preseason because obviously yeah. you don't want to get him hurt if you're giving him that five year and you know all these millions of dollars Guarantees. that you're guaranteeing with him. I mean, I know they brought in Jacoby Brissett for an insurance policy once they officially move uh, Baker to wherever he can go. But you've got Chubb and Hunt. This is going to be a team that's going to run the ball. The offensive line was not healthy last year. They had guys injured in and out of there. So if that that offensive line is healthy this team probably does make the playoffs so you know that they're going to be able to run the ball so I think that they're justifiably a favorite and uh, you know added a couple guys on defense as well but this is pretty tightly compact I think Mm. in this division does it surprise you that when you look at those odds that a possible Watson suspension is not baked into the yeah it's not and and that's a good point that you make because look it doesn't – the legal stuff is what the legal stuff yeah, is going to the be. The NFL will suspend you but, on their but own the ground. NFL, they do have a conduct policy, and they could absolutely yeah. suspend. I, I'm trying to remember what the amount of games uh, were that was the max. I thought it was six. Uh, yeah, they could yeah, obviously think, reduce it. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott was – I believe it was a six-game suspension yeah. for him yeah. for his conduct detrimental to the league. Um, it wouldn't be surprised if – I mean, they, they, they fly by whatever seat they want to fly by. Yeah. There's no real structured rules. It's whatever Roger Goodell and the league office wants to do there and the more I mean we saw the stories coming out Friday the questions it was a very contentious press conference there Mm -hmm. I mean think about what that environment's going to be like in training camp when Watson's actually doing media availabilities on a regular basis the league is probably going to get a gauge of what is the attention on this story going to be Mm -hmm. and then probably react based off of that and they will react based off PR by the way and that's that is a fact for the how the NFL operates yeah so it might not be six it might be reduced but yeah, that's not baked into the number here. And look, uh, you still have the Baltimore Ravens right there. You still have obviously the defending AFC champion Cincinnati uh-huh. Bengals. It's almost like they're an afterthought. I was like, ah, they were a one hit wonder. Like they were a double digit seed that made the elite eight. And now they're not <laughs> even going to make the NCAA tournament the following year. But in terms of just the number value play, I do believe that the Steelers should be shorter than nine to one. Yeah. And if you want to bet on the Cleveland Browns, I think that it would be a horrendous bet to do that right now because of a potential looming suspension for Deshaun Watson there and you might be able to get a better number if you really like this Browns team if he has to miss six or eight games it's all up to the NFL to decide none of us know what that number will be speaking of those Cincinnati Bengals we're going to talk about them on the other side betting across America presented by BetMGM At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here, coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We'll be talking college hoops, talking a little NFL. Real quick, you have an update on the WGC match, but we've got some numbers out here for the quarterfinals. Yeah, not finished with the bracket just yet for the Elite Eight here, because Wills Alatoris and Kevin Na are on the 20th hole, so the winner of that wow. is going to get Kevin Kisner, so no uh, result for that yet, but uh, Seamus Power and Scotty Scheffler here at BetMGM. GM Scotty Scheffler minus 170 Seamus power plus 140 reminder Scheffler was the runner up to Billy Horschel this year who he knocked out here in the morning in the round of 16 Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson uh, old mates uh, frenemies I guess would be the uh, probably <laughs> the best uh, description of that relationship DJ minus 125 Brooks plus 105 and then Abraham answer and Corey Connors if you love great greens and regulation and ball striking numbers <laughs> look at these two they are the ball striking princes almost of the PGA Tour a banser minus a dollar twenty, even money on Corey Connors. One result in the women's tournament. Uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash warned us: don't mm. turn your back on the Wolfpack. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. <laughs> R.I.P. And Notre Dame turned their back on the Wolfpack. NC State makes a late run. Notre Dame covers the number, but 66-63. NC State to the Elite Eight. They'll get the winner of Indiana and UConn, which will tip off at the top of the hour. Uh, so NC State, the one seed, stays alive there in the women's tournament. Bittersweet weekend for the I. Ivy's uh, 0 and 2. Mm-hmm. Jaden Ivy losing last night with Purdue. Mama Nail, the coach of Notre Dame, had NC State on the ropes, so he couldn't finish it off. Wolfpack move on. That is a tough one for the Ivy family. Indeed. Last segment, we were talking a little AFC North and specifically about the Cleveland Browns. They're the favorites over at BetMGM to win the division. But the team that won the division last year, won the AFC last year, were the Cincinnati Bengals. And on the odds board right now, 
Looks like Cincinnati might be getting a little disrespected. Plus 240 to repeat as division champs. Now, last year, the biggest weakness for this Bengals team it was clear. It was the offensive line. that they, they, It came to fruition in the Super Bowl. It came to fruition in the divisional game against the Titans, mm -hmm. but they were able to overcome those nine sacks of Joe Burrow. But they came up short against the Rams. And this offseason, the Bengals have made it a contingent effort to go out and get an offensive line. And they signed three offensive linemen veterans right now, headlined by Lyle Collins, Coming to them from the Dallas Cowboys signs a three-year deal worth $30 million. Alex Kappa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers guard, signs a four-year $40 million deal. Then Ted Karras comes over from New England, three years $18 million. So as I ask you this, have the Bengals done enough to protect Joe Burrow in 2022? Well, we'll see if it's enough. They've at least done something. Uh, shout out to Teddy Karras, an Indianapolis <laughs> boy. Uh, Cathedral High School. Uh, so Yeah, absolutely. So he gets a nice uh, payday coming to Cincinnati. Uh, just uh, west or east on I-74 from his hometown <laughs> of Indy. But, yeah, I mean, look, they, they had to do something. I still think they have to do something on the defensive line as well. I think mm. that they need to get better. I know Hendrickson had a very good year. But we know now, Femi, it's an arms race in the AFC, especially with not only quarterbacks but also pass rushers. Yes. And when you've got quarterbacks in that conference, when you've got Josh Allen and you've got Patrick Mahomes, even in your division you still have Lamar. And now you have Deshaun Watson, let alone the West with Herbert and Derek Carr and now Russell Wilson. It is really an arms race and you've got to get pass rushers and you've seen those teams do that. So I think the Bengals probably still are in the market for that. Maybe could use another corner, but yeah, this team is kind of getting a little bit of disrespect here. Like, like I don't know if they're a one-hit wonder. Sometimes on the weekends and the mornings, I'll listen to the retro <laughs> Casey's American <laughs> Top 40s, and every single chart has one of those one-hit wonders you remember, yeah. that come on Eileen from Dixie's Midnight Runners or, or something like that. And are the Bengals a one-hit wonder? And I feel like the market kind of thinks that they are a little bit, or, or maybe they're leaving room where it's like, well, they can maybe have a second hit, but then mm. they're going to go away you know eventually but yeah they they are getting the disrespect now they aren't the team I would necessarily bet because you're only getting plus 240 on them but I I mean I I like what I like what they did at least they're trying to do something they still have a little bit of cap space so probably a room to get some kind of impact free agent if you get like a pass rusher mm -hmm. defensive tackle somebody like that out there you know but can the Bengals withstand? And I think because there's so much cynicism of this organization, because we know uh, uh, Mike Brown, the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, pretty frugal with his yes. money. Not exactly. I mean, I remember the stories of uh, Willie Anderson, the, the great offensive tackle there in Cincinnati years ago when Kajana Carter got drafted out of Penn State in the first round. He was like, you know, letting him know that they – they use recycled jock straps. I'm, I'm trying to not be too gross here in the morning, but you know that that's what it's they did in the East that, Coast. That, so you're good. That that's how tight Cincinnati and Mike Brown and the Brown family were in terms of running this organization. Yeah. So Cincinnati, you can see there on the graphic, $25 million in cap space, 31st overall in the 2022 draft. So obviously, you make the Super Bowl, you're going to be drafted into the back end. You look at what they do have. They have, obviously, Jamar Chase. They have one of the most promising receivers in the, the NFL. The last two drafts, they've knocked him out of the park. You go Burrow first round, Jamar Chase yeah. first round. I mean, bringing the whole 2019 LSU team is not a bad idea. No. What they did in college no. football. I'm expecting to see uh, uh, Coach O now. Is like <laughs> exactly. Oh, Bengals. Oh, Bengals. <laughs> the Bayou Bengals is what we call them there up w in Cincinnati. Why not? Why not? Uh, LSU North here. Uh, yeah. And look, uh, they got dudes down in that program. So when uh -huh. you can bring dudes in, and you can win games. But, but I, I want to spin it to the draft because you mentioned how they have the 31st overall selection here. And you outlined maybe defensive line, maybe a little secondary. I know Larry Ogunjobi, um, he's probably going to be leaving the team via free agency here. But he failed his physical with the Bears, yeah. so we'll see what so happens there. So they said, I believe, but, I, I read an report in the Cincinnati Inquirer, the uh, local fish wrap there in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. that – 
there is a possibility that they may resign him. So Which would be a big help on that yeah. defensive line now, if you can now, get healthy. Now it might be a discount, seeing that he that he failed a physical elsewhere, yeah. you know. So we're not going to give you all that cap room. He's like, hey, you got twenty five million dollars in cap space. Yeah, you're not getting all that money. <laughs> uh, you're you're coming back on the discount for the AFC champion. But mm-hmm. look, I could see them also bolstering the offensive line a little bit. You know, there there you never get enough offensive and defensive line. Yeah. In the NFL, you always got to draft. It's like every year you got to draft somebody. You're going to draft some kind of lineman for depth or somebody on the D line or somebody, you know, there's always a corner in terms of your second or third corner that you can obviously Mm -hmm. use for special teams. So, yeah, I could absolutely see the Bengals going a couple ways. I think what they probably need to do, I know the temptation is go skill position, but I think their receiving core outside of Chase is still pretty good. I think Boyd's good. I think Higgins Higgins is is good. good. Yeah, and I think they've got some depth at tight end. So I'd go offensive or defensive line here. I think that is what you have to do. You know, you have got to be able to not only protect your quarterback, which you didn't do his first year when he tore his knee, Mm -hmm. and – you know, you saw in the Super Bowl, he took a lot of hits. I mean, how many sacks did the Rams have in that Super Bowl? I mean, it was like six or seven. Yeah, Aaron, Don- like- Aaron Donald won him the game, basically, and they yeah. got that pressure, and it just ended, that Super Bowl ended so abruptly with like that little kind of lame pass because he's got dudes in his face. Yeah. So you got to protect him, and I think defensive line, that's absolutely where the Bengals need to show up. Actually, with their secondary, their coverage really wasn't that bad. There were a couple guys that I think really had good seasons last year for the Cincinnati Bengals. You look at Jesse Bates, you look at Von Bell, Mike Hilton graded out really mm-hmm. high in all the pro football focus numbers in terms of man coverage. So, And then you had Awuzie, the former Dallas Cowboy. So Bengals secondary is a little bit underrated. So I think that front four, that front seven, that's where they need to get work. We got a minute left. BetMGM doesn't have regular season win totals up just yet, but another prominent sports book does. And the number that I'm seeing for Cincinnati is set at 10. This is a team that the betting market wasn't really in love with last year, which is probably why you're seeing that plus 240 to win the division this year. But Mm -hmm. what do you make of that win total? Their early thoughts going over or under on that win total of 10? Uh, Numbers probably right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I didn't really see an edge either way just look kind of looking at the conference opponents for these guys nfc south and afc east they play those entire divisions and then obviously their own divisions so uh yeah 10 10 you know seems kind of right but i would almost lean with all the talent coming into the afc you almost can't play the over there. It doesn't yeah. seem like because there's you so might many make teams money just betting blindly unders on all yeah. the AFC. There's teams. so many teams that have gotten better in the AFC and that are still factors. So 10 seems right. Small lean to the under. Did two segments talking AFC North. No mention of the Baltimore Ravens. Probably just exactly. how they like it. it they just are how very they comfortable like it. with that. <laughs> Plus 210 to win the AFC North. Lamar Jackson, the whole gang is coming back from injury. We'll see how they do in 2022. On the other side, Jonah Javad, sports anchor at WFAA in Dallas, joins us. Talk a little NBA here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.